There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops. If we're stopping to get gas... You will be timed. Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have like, you know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. <laughs> a lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, <laughs> yeah, you, you were different. And so much more. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Red Men TV. Yes, I'm Steve Hall. Delighted to be joined by Peter Kenny Jones and by John Reed. Yes, it's Liverpool versus Brentford, the match preview show. Rather, Brentford versus Liverpool. It's an away game. 12.30 kickoff on Saturday. We're going to have a big old chat about it. Just for clarity, and I say this most often because I know some of you guys are watching this later on or listening to this later on. We're doing this uh, show at 10.30 a.m. on Friday. So Jürgen Klopp's press conference is later on uh, this morning, I think they've changed their time about four different times. So if anything changes between now and then, now you, you know what's gone on. Um, what isn't going to change, and I'll start with you, Pete, is how big a game this is. Really, like you know, Liverpool's record at Brentford since they've come back up, they've drew and then they've lost. It's it's been a difficult ground for us to go to. Um, and we're expecting another similar game. I imagine it's going to be a, a tough one early morning Saturday. Yeah, well, we all know half twelve on a Saturday is never the um, the ideal time to play, is it? But. We haven't come off an international break, so there's a lot less of an excuse this time for as to why we wouldn't want to play it. But yeah, I think Brentford are always a good team, but playing them at their place is hard. And then now Ivan Tony's back and seemingly with a point to prove of looking for a move, it's yeah. it's a lot of worries on top of each other, isn't it? But you know, we every Liverpool fan's probably talking about the League Cup final, and, but we all know that the the bread and butter, as they always say, is try to win the league and. We've got two big games against teams on paper we should win, but they're gonna, not going to be easy either of them. And it, obviously, it starts with Brentford and just hope we get the win. Absolutely. And we also want Liverpool and what they might do in a moment, John. I always start with the opposition first. Um, Brentford have been in, yeah, they're having a bad, it depends. Like, is 14th place a bad season for Brentford? I think we've actually half expected a little bit better of them. They had a really poor run. A lot of it was injury related. And of course, Ivan Tony was out. Since he's come back, they've picked up a couple of points. They got a win the other day. Uh, as well against Wolves that yeah they're on 25 points so it's not they're about probably where you'd expect them to be considered anywhere without their best player for so long they do they pose a very specific threat I, I was thinking the other day and I described them as like a really modern version of like Stoke in which I mean they can play and they can properly play but also you they they do do you on set plays they they have specific game plans they did City with one it was a goal kick they did City with. Like they are, you know, Thomas Frank is meticulous when it comes to set plays. They've killed us on set plays. You know, last season they could have scored like five. You know, a couple of offsides go against us. Liverpool were all over the place. It, it is like a very, a very unique challenge going to Brentford. It was similar, you know, going to Stoke used to be mad or like going to Burnley. You just you'd expect a different type of game. They're technically better than those teams, but they still offer you those, you know, the long throws and the corners and the set plays and they're really good at it. And Liverpool, you know. 
twice under under this management under Thomas Frank and Jurgen Klopp Liverpool struggled to get the job done down there yeah they're really a team of moments aren't they the, I can't think of a team other than maybe Villa who, who was so good sort of playing on the counter but as you say sort of play, set plays and stuff as well like they're so well rehearsed and like you know the just the size of them to be honest that the Probably one of the most physical teams in the league, and I don't mean that in a bad way, just as in like the size of them, the, you know, they're all team of giants. By design as well, like, he, that's what he signs, like, it, yeah. and right, so yeah. It's, just, it's what he goes for, and I just think it's, it's such a, it's almost like he's took all the best bits of like Premier League football from like 2000 to 2010 and just distilled it into like one team. Um, and as you say, that's not to do them down in terms of playing football either. They are like a really solid football team, but um, you've just got to hope. I mean, I think for them, it's obviously, as you say, like we've not won at their place yet, but. Um, it's been a weird season, just obviously missing him up front. Obviously, they always seem to sell a player in the summer as well. So, and they've had a lot of injuries and a lot of knocks and stuff. So, you know, I don't think they've really had probably many games this season where they've been able to sort of put their full team out and sort of play, I think, how he would like them to play. Um, so, to be where they are, it's probably quite decent just in terms of like turnover of games and stuff this season. But um, they're still very much a threat. I mean, that City game, there was a spell from sort of like 60 to 75 where they were on top. And like you know, you, you like obviously she's still going to win, but um, they can do anyone on the day really. And like as you say, like that, 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 in much in the same way we have it with Anfield, their, their ground is such a you know like a, an extra lift for them, isn't it? You know, that's a, that, their home games really. I will get them through a season. Yeah, I suppose I like, credit to them, people, because no Tony for a while. They lost Visa through injury, and he's a really good player. They have you know like they've managed to get themselves listen they're only six points clear of relegation which is you know it, it isn't massive but also the 14th there's a lot of teams back on down there as well like to be fair to Thomas Frank he's done quite well it's, he's done it differently this year I think he took the league by storm a little bit the first year second year as well this year's been a little bit different but you know I think if you take the best two attacking options out of most Premier League teams they would really really struggle so yeah. now he's got one of them back like the you know 14th might even be a bit of a false position he probably could be you know pushing up towards mid-table if they have everyone back fit and available so that does go to show like the the task that Liverpool have got here if you know Liverpool away to the 14th you know six points towards the relegation zone feels oh yeah that should be all right but actually with it being Brentford it is a different story yeah but I think they're also a team that everyone kind of likes which I think is quite a credit to, to Thomas Frank and the job he's doing and also you know, he's by no means the favourite, but there's people looking for who our next manager's going to be, and he's he's in the conversation. He's not like being shouted, but there's whispers about him, isn't there? And that shows how how good of a job he's doing. And I think, you know, what makes a good manager is turning average players into good. And you know, you look at Neil Mopay. I think the Everton fans were probably celebrating as he was driving up the the training ground for the last time, and now he he's scoring for fun, isn't he? So. You know, if you can see that in a player, and obviously he played there before, so it's easier, but if you can see that in a player and get the best out of a player who's, who's struggling elsewhere, it shows you the good manager. And I think, yeah, it's it's definitely going to be a, a tough game against a side, as I say. It, it, you know, I, as you said there, sorry, there's probably a false position that they're in at the moment. And when they were playing City, obviously it's because they beat the moment away last year, but as as a fan myself, I was thinking there's a chance they can get a result here. So if I'm thinking that against City, then you've got to think exactly the same against us. And yeah. hopefully we manage to get the three points. But, you know, there's a fear about them and an appreciation about them. That doesn't just happen for nothing. Yeah, absolutely. And in terms of the context of the game, then before we speak to about Liverpool, like, as we know, Liverpool go into the into the weekend top of the Premier League table on 54 points. Manchester City second on 52 points with that game. And ironically, it's against Brentford as well. Um, Arsenal then sitting third on 52 points. So two points behind us, 24 games played as well. Now, if you look at the fixtures, um, and we'll speak about at the end of the show, 
City, City and Chelsea, City to play Chelsea at home, Arsenal at home, home against Burnley. Now, we're the only one with an away game there of the three. If you're a Chelsea fan or a City fan, you're half thinking that, that you're pinpointing that as a game. As, that might be one, sorry, or an Arsenal fan. That might be a game where Liverpool can drop points here. Because, Peter, right, we'd be doing the same. If Arsenal were going to Brentford at half 12 or City were going to Brentford at half 12, now you'd probably still think they were going to win. But it, you wouldn't be nailing it down as that banker. So we, it is right. That just goes to show, like, you know, we it is a very dangerous game for the pool. You know, they can't, they can't take the eye off the ball. There is a cup final coming down the road and stuff, but this is a tough one. It is, and, uh, you know, it's one of them ones, I think, now where, like, we're entering that past the season where it's no longer about style, is it? It's more about just putting points on the board and stuff and keeping keep, keeping the running going. Um, you know, they're a team that sort of give you lots of different challenges, and um, some of the people who are missing, I think particularly Sabah's lie, um, for me would be a bit of a worry just in terms of the middle of the park and just sort of making sure they don't they don't get the turnovers and stuff. Um, but he'll have options, I think, the manager, which which I think will help him a lot with this. Obviously, we've got the game coming up midweek as well, but um, I think being able to sort of change things from the bench and sort of just, just keep legs fresh, I think is probably the most important thing for me going into it, just in terms of, as I say, they're a really physical team. And like, particularly as well, you know, obviously, touch wood doesn't happen, but like, if if we go behind first, they're, they're a team that won't give you nothing as well. You know they're very good at sort of just you know putting put, putting men behind the ball. So we'll need, I think, sort of a bit of everything. Hopefully we go ahead for we go ahead first and just take the game away from them. But um, it, it's one of those really tricky fixtures. I think like I started by talking about them um, in terms of Stoke and stuff from years ago. But I, I agree. I think there's, there's such a weird like nuts to crack and we added a bit with Burnley under Jürgen where like the first couple of times we played Burnley they sort of did us or, or we struggled and then all of a sudden you seem to get it and then from then on we were fine um, I don't know if we're quite there yet with Brentford but as you say they're, they're a team that can can give anyone problems so I just think it's one of them games where we just need to go and just be at it really and just you know flat trap all it absolutely we'll speak on Liverpool now again to clarify um, we're doing this before the press conference so if anything changes between now and then I do apologise not much we can do about it when Liverpool change the time of that press conference 55 million times um, as it stands we believe just to go through it um, we believe Trent well Trent is out he's going to miss the cup final as well the, Dom Sobers hasn't trained all week so there's a very good chance he's out he's pushing for that cup final um, Salah has been training so we're going to presume he's, he's back whether he's available to start we don't know but we're going to presume he's back he was training on Tuesday so you'd think he's there Conor Bradley's back as well Ibu Kanate is no longer suspended so base it all on that kind of stuff let's sign back a Liverpool team because this is interesting in that um, Jäger yeah, specifically mentioned the last two times he's played Brentford he's put Cody Gappo in midfield and he's literally said, yeah, because we need big players. It, it, a lot of it was set-piece defending and attacking and just the physicality of the game. Um, he's just, it, They were both home games, it's worth mentioning. But he has, he referenced, like, you know, that's why but that's why he's there, basically. That's why I didn't play. I could have played Elliot, but, you know, I want to Cody Gap on the field. So yeah. that is something that we're going to have to consider here yeah, when we're talking through this team in a moment. Jürgen has specifically changed this team to deal with these in the past, so there's no reason why he won't do it again. Yeah. Well, I think, obviously, as you said then, and I think, Gomez and Allison come back from illness as well, isn't it? So obviously, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. to have Allison back is is a huge boost because as much as Kelleher saved us twice, literally against Burnley, uh, having Allison's already a massive boost for them yeah. all. And then I think Connor Bradley coming back in, the fact that Trent's injured is isn't good for anyone except probably Connor Bradley. And not only just because it takes a bit of pressure off him, because if you're Connor Bradley taking the place of Trent Alexander Arnold, then there's a lot of pressure on you. But if he's out injured. 
it almost like gives him room to breathe. We've been told he's out for the cup final. So if you're Connor Bradley now, you've got three games in the next eight days, ends in Wembley, hopefully winning your first cup as a Liverpool player. And there's not that pressure of maybe getting dropped out. Obviously, you could put Gomez there and there's still he still has to perform well. But I think that removing that pressure will definitely help him. And then, as you say, in the midfield, we'll need to be tall, we'll need to be physical. I would... You know, if it's not Gakpo, it could be Gavin Birch in terms of height because yeah. physicality as well is, is important then. I think if you've got, I'd still say Salah would probably be on the bench if he does play Gakpo in the midfield and you've still got an attacking option off there which might make it easier for him. But yeah, I think I'd still go with Nunes, Jota and Diaz up front and then it's always about the midfield. Isn't it? I think Endo and McAllister might be a shout just because they get the tackles in which then means you need the height of yeah, or Gavin Birch. That's the only issue. But yeah, I think over than that, it's, it's not... It's not too hard to pick. It's just a midfield, I think. Which he's got. He has got options, though. To be fair, let's let's start. Obviously, Alisson's going to play in goal. We know that. Yeah. Let's start at the back. Konate's going to come in. We know that. He's got an interesting decision to make a fullback, like I say. Gomez, Bradley, and um, and Andy Robertson and Costas Timakas are all available for this one. So he's actually got four four options. How he wants to use this, I think we can we can probably leave Costas out. I wouldn't be shocked if he started midweek against Luton. But there is a world where he he can play. Gomez at left back and play Bradley he can go Gomez at right back he can do whatever he wants going back to the point before John about the, the set play defender and whatever I'd be half shocked if Gomez isn't in mm. I just it's deciding which side you want him on is the option does he play right back and Robertson plays left back or does he play left back and, and Bradley plays right back I think he's going to go Gomez right back with Robertson left back personally okay with a view of Conor Bradley starting at home against Luton in midweek but listen Bradley's been fantastic um, Milan in the chat here says you know I'd have him as our first choice right now he's been fantastic you know player of the month for January he, he is making a really strong case for himself so how do you see the manager dealing with the fullback situation um, I do think Gomez starts whatever happens I agree um, for me I think he'd probably put him at left back just because you've got in terms of how we set up then you've got the opportunity then for Bradley to go forward um, but I just mean in terms of balance on that right side um, I think there's, there's been games obviously with Salah not being here as well where that right side weirdly has look, actually looked more balanced almost by Evan Bradley there um, so I wonder whether just in terms of keeping the, the team sort of taking over if you like he does that um, not to in any way disrespect Luton midweek if you like but um, just for keeping that um, I, I do think you'll probably see all three of them yeah. At some point, I think Robbo will be on the pitch at, at some point during the game. And then at that point, maybe then he puts Gomez right back. Uh, but I think it'll probably start, for, for me, I think, with, with him at left back and Bradley at right back. What do you think? Yeah, I, I agree, to be honest. Yeah, I think, as you say, obviously, with uh, with Robertson coming back from injury as well, he was we, we kind of put the 11 people that could play on the pitch against Burnley, didn't we? I think you know it was his first start in four months or something for Robbo. So I think just to let him know you're coming on at the hour mark and then we'll try and get you through Luton and then get you through to the to the cup final because obviously he's who, who he's probably won at left back. And also Gomez deserves it. I think we, we said against Chelsea, you know, it all kind of went a bit wrong against Arsenal and, and against Burnley in terms of team selection wise. I think, we all would have said Bradley and Gomez deserve to be rewarded with more game time and for illness and obviously horrible personal reasons for Bradley to take them two out of the team. It seems unfair that they lose their place. So, yeah, I'd agree. I'd start Gomez left back and Bradley right back. So I think he'll go the other way. Um, it's difficult though, isn't it, John? Because if they're going to stick to the system they've used recently, they play three centre-backs and two wing-backs. So Regulon played left wing-back both games for against Wolves or against Manchester City. It's whether you say, I'm all right with that, and we'll go, we'll try and get Connor Bradley to push him back the other way. Mm. It, it is difficult. I, 
if you go Bradley and Gomez, I think you, I think Gomez will play. I think you're right. The, 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 there's no wrong answer. It's, it's a good problem to have. Yeah. My thinking on that is, I think, I think you might go Bradley and Tim McCass in midweek against Luton mm. with a few, because and then given then all four of them have had a run before the final kind of thing. If Gomez plays left back. You're almost telling Costas Timakas he's like third choice left back now, and I, I, you know there's a there's a squad dynamic to this as well, kind of mm, thing. It, it, yeah. it, it, it's 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 what it is. He's come back from injury. He has to deal with it, but it is a it's a good problem to have for the manager. Really, he's, he, like Peter, do they like Trent probably didn't want to play that game against the uh, Burnley. Burnley. He's yeah. probably half fit, unfortunately. It's proven that he's injured now. Yeah, yeah. The manager had to get out. We could get out. Now it's the other way around. He's got an abundance of options for him. Like, his head must be spinning a little bit. Like he's going from not feast to famine almost, or famine to feast in this instance. Yeah, I mean, I think it, honestly, it all depends on sort of how how Brentford set up. Um, but my my main thing on it is I just think if they're going to start with Mope and Tony, you sort of you, you want three. So if you if you have your three centre backs, even though. Gomez would be playing left back. You can sort of at least always have sort of cover. Um, you can almost match them and almost become a back three with the wing backs they got, which, which is what they're going to do, I suppose. Um, Robertson obviously does give you that cover just in terms of recovery pace as well. Um, you know, in terms of if they said you do play on the break and, and Tony gets away. Um, so it's one of them where like I can sort of make the case for either. Yeah. Um, as you say, in terms of the squad dynamic and stuff, you obviously want everybody fit and sort of everybody happy, um, particularly just given how sort of the next eight days goes. But um I don't know. It's a tough one. I, I, my only thing with, with I say picking Gomez uh, is a, I just think of the physicality. I just think he's he's probably a slightly more uh, you know we were talking about set players earlier. I think he's probably a slightly more robust presence than Robertson. I'd a hundred percent have him in. It's just which well, I yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and we'll find out later. I suppose let's go to midfield then because this is the intestine part. He has got loads of options. I'll start. I'll stick with you, John. Um, Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Number six is the first one, really. My guess is that you'll want Jones in. And he'll want one to grab and bait your Gapo in the other. I think he will go for the height thing. I think it's I don't think he I don't think he will go Endo and McAllister. I think it'll be Jones and a grab and bait your Gapo or something. I think given what he's done against Brentford in the past. So therefore he's got a decision to make maybe at six. I mean he could mm-hmm. go McAllister further forward and that's on the cards, but 
I don't know. It, how do you see him doing? Let's start with the number six role. Is it one of both of these two for you, or is it both? Because going back to the height thing, it seems a bit counterproductive that he's always talked about height against Brentford and then playing both of them when they're not both that tall. No end up good in the air, but mm. how do you see him uh, doing the midfield number six stuff? I, I think it all depends, sort of, on what team, uh, what team he's picking looking forward. So I, I think he'd be looking at Luton and thinking that that's probably a game where I need Endo, just in terms of saying overs in midfield and stuff, and maybe like sort of trying to keep. Uh, Ross Barkley un- un- uh, contained um, so for this I think it might be a game where he thinks alright as you say if I put Gravenberch and Gakpo as the two and I put up McAllister as the six he's a bit smaller but he's very mobile he can get round he can move the ball he's got bigger people round him kind of thing and then I've got the opportunity then to keep him fresh for the following weekend um, so I think he'll I think he'll he will start just one I think he'll start McAllister and then I think he'll have Jones and then I'm torn between Gakpo and Gavin Birch, but I think probably Gakpo just based on sort of like recent form and stuff. Okay. I think McAllister will play the six as well, Pete. Okay. Do you disagree? I, I think Endo will play, yeah. Just just because of... Um, I think he's... We saw that run in December, January, where he started like the eight, nine games in a row, whatever it was. And I think, although we've all had a week break, I just think he's the best, probably the fittest option in the repeal Does too. McAllister play as well for I, you? I, I, I think so, yeah. Okay. But like, I'm not, like, you've, you've said about the height and Gakpo or Gravenberch obviously had more. If if I was just picking the midfield today, I'd still I'd still go Endo, McAllister and Jones just to, yeah. to give it. But then again, we've got games coming up, we've got massive games, so I wouldn't be surprised if maybe a Gravenberch gets a go, as you say, because of physicality reasons. But I suppose if I was picking it, I'd still put, I think, because McAllister is Obviously, he has operated as a six, and he's his tackling and anything's got better and better. So I think he can help with turnovers in the middle, and then Jones can do the running for them. And then obviously, if it goes wrong, which it always seems to be by half time that we need to make a change. <laughs> so maybe then you bring Gakpo or Gravenberch on to change it. But yeah, I wouldn't be upset with any of the options. And I feel like Harvey Elliott deserves a mention. He came out at half time, got man in the match the other day. So if there's ever a reason to start him, <laughs> I think if there's anyone else, it. he might be in the mix. Yeah, I, I do, just, I do it's think it's it, but yeah, that's it. Yeah, I think the only one I think I can nail in starting is Jones, which is mad. Like if you said this mm-hmm. a few weeks. Like months ago, maybe that, but that's been the case for a while now. I don't know. Like, I think, I think, yeah, I think Jones is doing. I'm, I'm 100 percent certain will start, especially without Sobers lie as well. Yeah, that's, he does yeah, yeah, running, yeah. He, yeah. I, the rest of it is a little bit like mm-hmm. up in the air, really. Which is again that not a, not a bad problem yeah. to have. Sobers like will play if he's fit. Obviously, he's unavailable now, so we we think anyway. It is a again. It's whether you go horse of a course just to pick who's in form. If you pick an in form, it would probably Elliot would be on the pitch. There's no doubt about it, but it depends again how, how he's how he's looking at this situation. The, the skill set, Brentford, the fact that there's three games in a week with a cup final on the back of it as well. There's a lot for the manager to weigh up here. There is, and you know, we know sort of like when you plan a season, particularly you know, because not least because he's mentioned it in press conferences that he will have a team sort of I think in mind already for like the final and stuff and sort of where he wants to go with that and work uh, back from that and work back from that. But also just in terms of things like recovery and stuff and getting players back, so you know he'll have a plan say for Mo Salah to be as ready as possible say for the final, even though he's not played a game yet since he come back. Um, so it's it, it's just sort of what fits I think but you know I, th- I think what he's been really good at this season the manager is, is the subs um, and actually I think probably the games where we've sort of struggled in the last couple has been actually he's got the subs not right and that's that's mainly been through injury and stuff because we haven't had people available um, so I think if you're looking at someone like an Elliot or if you're looking at someone you know maybe like an Endo um, just saying you know, look I'm not picking you for whatever reason kind of thing but in terms of the squad morale you just go but there's a game in four days and you're going to play that one and by the way you're probably going to feature for 
40 minutes maybe you know in the next game after that and like play a key role so I, I don't think it's um in the past I think if certain players were dropped you would look at it and think that's a shame you're not going to see them for a bit um, I think Elliot and people like Gomez now and Endo as well as a three you're going to see all three of them you know, over the next couple of matches I think at some point and, and, and as you say in terms of Jones I mean I just think the job he's done for the team you know again sort of almost fly. I think there was a, a big spell of giving Gomez his flowers and saying you know I can't believe how, how, how well he's done and he, you know he's performed great same with Jones lately you know <coughs> going to right back and stuff you know in the last couple of games yeah. and things like that and just the, the performance we've been putting in he 100% deserves his place I suppose as well when there is so many midweek games coming up now because obviously there's the Luton game then there's the cup game the Europa League is on its way back soon as well it does allow you to to keep the squad positive. What would you do then if you were picking a midfield three? If you're Jürgen Klopp now going, here's how I'm going to play Brentford tomorrow, what would your three be, John? Uh, I'd have McAllister at six. I would start Jones ahead of him and I think I would probably be positive and start Akpo with the aim of he's a midfielder but if we break and you can, you can, you can arrive later if you like kind of thing in the area, you know, then we've got a front four. What would you, Peter? You'd go Endo McAllister, I'm guessing. And uh, McAllister Jones, I'd say, yeah. but as, as you said, I'm, I'm not going to be crying if yeah. any of the other three options are on the pitch. If Gavin Bates was in good form, this would be an easier conversation to have because yeah. he'd just be in. Mm. I think I would go McAllister Jones. I'd, I'd still consider Elliot, I think. Um, and I've got on my front three, I've been worried about the height. Potentially is, but yeah, it's a, it's a difficult one. Let's talk about that from free then. Yeah. We don't know yet, by the way. We're saying again, how Salah is, if he's fit to go, if he's fit to start, whatever. He's been training since Tuesday, so you'd imagine he's going to be involved in some regard. Um, is this another one, really, John? It, it, this is another difficult one, really. Um, because again, three from five, you can make a case for any of them, really. The only one I can see Defoe start, actually, ironically, is Darwin, <laughs> and then go way far from there. Yeah. I, what would you do? How do you think he's sorry? How do you think he's going to set the front three up? I I, I think you've just got to pick your, your best numbers and what's been working from you. So I don't think Salah starts. I think you probably if you do see him, you'll see him from the bench. Um, I think Nunes is a set. For for me, I think Jota's is a set. Um, I, I just think the only question for me is what you do with Diaz and um, Gakpo or Salah. Or, or Salah. But but in terms of if, if Gakpo starts, does he start in the front three, as you've just said, or does he start in midfield and Diaz is ahead of him kind of thing? Um, I think in terms of form, I'd probably give it to Diaz just in terms of keeping that going. Um, but I'm conscious that Gakpo can do sort of more jobs for you if you like. like I mean, like I say, you might still start Gakpo in midfield kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, I, I think Jota and Nunes picked themselves personally and then I just think it's that last... Position is the only one where he might sort of have a little bit of an addict. Yeah, okay, we're, we're doing this a bit blind, people. I mean, you tell most allies on the bench. Good luck with that. You know, you know what I mean. Like if he's if yeah. he's done four training sessions and is declared fit, I mean, Jürgen surely. Will, I know you've got to be careful with hamstrings and stuff, but do you, do, what you do? Do you give him half an hour now with a view, or do you go? You know, you will start yet and take it off. Is he fully fit? Because he's he's a machine. You know, Liverpool have, Liverpool have had reoccurrences of injuries. Alexander Arnold, Sebastian, like kind of Thiago, different injury, but maybe on the back of another one. Yeah. So that will be in the manager's mind as well. With Salah, like, it's a yeah, it's, it's a strange dynamic, really. What you're going to do with him because he's so good. Like you don't really want him on the bench, but you've got to look after him as well. It's, it's a difficult one for the manager, really. Yeah, well, I think a lot was made about Haaland and De Bruyne coming back, and the, whether it's just from my, our side that we're not seeing it as much, but there doesn't seem to be anywhere near as much fanfare about the fact that the best creative player in the league, well, maybe again, you can argue with the other two from City, but certainly our best goal scorer and he's provided enough assists is back this weekend, we think. So that should be a massive boost, whatever it is. Personally, I'd put him on the bench and say to him, I don't want to bring you on because 
we don't want to what's happened as you said to Trent to Sobersly to Thiago we've rushed it if we're three nil up you'll get nowhere near that pitch and then we'll give you either start you give you the hour against Luton and take it off or see what happens but yeah personally I'd just say that to Salah like, you're there if we need you if it's tight if there's half an hour to go get him on the pitch but my choice would be I think Nunes and Diaz should start, especially with their back today. I think their pace out wide will test them, and then it's who you put through the middle. I think, and obviously, I'm not saying Jota's not playing well at all. I, I just think maybe putting a Gakpo in can help occupy us today because he can he can collect the ball, maybe keep it moving better. And then if you are attacking the game, the options of having Jota and Salah off the bench, if we're hopefully not, but say we're one nil down, touch wood, or we, we're drawing, I think that's a, a more that changed the game more, I think, than bringing a Gakpo on trying to get the win. So that's probably what I'd go for. Yeah, we're, we're selling manager. I think Gakpo will start somewhere. I just, yeah, <laughs> whether he's in the field or on the right yeah. or on the left, you can play. You've got so many options. I yeah. think the manager might want him on the pitch. Um, Welcome to score predictions and switch a little bit later on, guys. But we, as I always do on this show, um, just gonna have a little look around the Premier League in general before we uh, before we do that. Obviously, in terms of the title race. Yeah, obviously Liverpool Brentford like Brentford Liverpool I mentioned before Arsenal so I do apologise I said Arsenal were at home they go to Burnley I do apologise Arsenal go to Burnley uh, at 3 o'clock uh, tomorrow as well I mean we're not holding any hope there really are we Burnley are poor at the moment yeah the, the, they've had a little bit of a lease of life I think just in terms of um, getting off the final adding from Chelsea but um it's hard, isn't it? Because I feel I feel for them only in the sense of like it, it, no one wants that as a season, really. No one wants that season where you just get you just get hammered every week. But uh, just, I just don't see anything from that personally. No, they're the well. big teams dream, aren't they? Because they're, they're not scared to play their own game, which you see like Klopp and I'm sure Arteta will say the same after they play great football. But when you're someone who's got the ball and someone's trying to beat you, we know how much easier it is. So so, yeah, it's mm. just and then the, that keeper doesn't like to come off for crosses or knows what he's doing for crosses and. Yeah, they've got some big players, but yeah, Arsenal win that one. I think Arsenal win. Then the other one, obviously, City go City host Chelsea half five. The game was a four all uh, recently. The last time they played, John Chelsea have seemed to turn a little bit of a corner. They're not playing particularly well, but results are half going their way a little bit. They come back the other day against against Crystal Palace. Uh, they got battered by us at Anfield, which is which is where you know the, the scoreline kind of flattered them a little bit. I mean, City are on the roll. They're doing the City thing. They keep winning and winning. They're losing a couple of players to injury. Grealish went out the other day, but it feels like their machine's starting to roll now. Um, is this one where you're half looking at going, maybe? At least mm. Chelsea are the stature of club, at least, where maybe they can cause a problem. Uh, how are you seeing City v Chelsea? I think sort of like... He sort of head tells you that obviously City should 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 be the Chelsea had a proper goal threat. <laughs> <laughs> but but I, I think my heart's just because it's Potch as well. I just think that that uh, I mean there's, there's definitely something in you know Sterling playing and getting a goal isn't the kind of thing you got to think that's an narrative sort of there. Cole Palmer or Cole Palmer exactly. <laughs> but it, the, the weird Chelsea I think at the minute because they've got a lot of players. I think if you were to sort of pick their team on paper, you wouldn't actually it's not actually the team that would do anything for you because I think that's sort of the team he was picking at the start of the season and then he's, he's found now sort of the lads who maybe aren't the big names like like your Gallagher's you know your Cole Palmer's of the world who are actually doing the business for him um, and it's just if you can sort of put all that together if you like in a, in a mix because I still couldn't pick yet any of their front six and I think <laughs> didn't they lose Thiago Silva as well to injuries the other day so yeah. that, might have been, that might have been the worst for him by the way oh, he, no. he wasn't on the best season Thiago but like I said they, such a, they, they got battered by us then they get battered by Wolves it's like Potch is going to go and then they go to Villa in the FA Cup and win and then they go to Palace and, and turn it around for about two consecutive three ones they're a very en- enigmatic team it's, it's hard to know what you're going to get from them which if you look 
looking at someone who like was wearing neutrals in this, but we're not. We want them to win. <laughs> it's hard to hang it out on anything really because you think they've got the, the, you know they've got players, but also oh my god, they're a bit shit as well. It's it's a real <laughs> difficult one. It's, it's all about the vibes. I think we're posh at the minute. I'm <laughs> um, just getting to the end of the season, yeah. but no, it's 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 such a weird one. And I just think what you need in that game really is, is a big performance from someone. You need like a Caicedo or a, a Cole Palmer to sort of stand up and just be like, right, I'm I'm gonna run. Like, uh, he had a little bit, even though the game was done, sort of with Fernandez when he scored the third goal against Palace. That felt a little bit like right with the year we're back kind of thing uh, watching it but to see what happens to the way I suppose Peter's like this is where you know if, if once you've been away in Europe and then you've got to play again on the Saturday that's the only thing sometimes that can hurt you know City have been really good at it they want to travel like they're, they're used to it don't get me wrong and they've got options but the you know Copenhagen actually give them a bit of a game at what a certain point to that one you know they got back to obviously they got, got it level a bit City get that third very late on Maybe that's something again. I'm just thinking thinking of anything really, time because yeah. I'm fully expecting Burnley and uh, Chelsea to lose. I'm expecting Arsenal and City to win, but maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Well, we, we, You're saying there's a chance we, we that Jim Kenny means. We already know that we've got to be nearly perfect if we want to win the league, but and we need help from anyone who can give it to us. And if you're looking at teams you might win against Man City, then Chelsea are top of the list, but they're not. They're a lot higher up than a lot of other teams you yeah. can play. So, you know, if we. We need a favour from someone and hopefully, you know, after we, we battered them at Anfield and then hopefully we beat them in the League Cup final, maybe Chelsea can give us the perfect, whatever it is, two and a half weeks and I'm going to get a result off, off City as well. But yeah, I think, you know, that Palace game, you know, they stayed in it. I suppose Gallagher gets his first two goals of the season, doesn't he? And then, as you say, Enzo Fernandez takes his goal quite well. So they're going to be on a high and, as you say, City will be a bit weary legs maybe. Unfortunately, they've got a, a huge squad of players who can help them, but so have Chelsea, haven't they? But that doesn't always work in your favour. But yeah, I think we've got to try and be quite positive because there are too many other teams in the league that will be more hopeful of get of getting the results against City. So just fingers crossed, everything goes their way. Yeah, fingers crossed. Liverpool can do the business early on Saturday, yeah. and then Chelsea maybe do us a little favour later on. I remember back in the day, the, um, if it was a Stamford Bridge, maybe you'd have more of a chance. The fact that it's at Etihad, City's record at home yeah. is mm-hmm. is a uh, but it's fantastic but that, that being said Liverpool need to get their job done first John that, that's uh, the obvious thing do you think they will? I think we will I think obviously in terms of weight and numbers I think we've got a, a much bigger sort of pool to pull from I think injuries are really hampered Brentford this season they're missing I don't think Wiss is back I don't think he's back from AFCOM I don't think he's, he's, he's played if you like um, so, so they're just really lacking for pace at the minute which I think kills them a little bit in terms of how they play so like Mo Pays had, had a little revival but yeah, it's not it's not the same. You're right. No, I just think he, we it's weirdly like things like like he said like the wing backs like they lost um is it Henry the lad that plays wing back for them and um it just seems to have just really to have bad luck bad luck in terms of injuries in terms of like the, like the key players in that system that he wants um, but bringing Tony back has at least helped with that and mitigates the bit so obviously they still carry the threat but um, nah, I think this this might be a sort of the, the third time of asking might actually be the one where we go and do it I, and obviously that's exactly what we want Yeah, but yeah just <laughs> you just got to hope we win. I mean, it's, it's pretty simple. It's just we've we've pretty much got to win every single game that comes our way. It feels like the the title running gets earlier and earlier and earlier, doesn't it? And, you know, we're we're in the middle of February and it already feels like you know it's the first 
first team to blink and the other ones take advantage of it then that's what that's what maybe decides the title even this early because we could win every game after this if we lose this one that could be enough to see us not knock it for obviously we're still playing City but yeah we just got to win that's all it is it's that, it, um, I, I hate predicting it but yeah I think we, we should win so therefore yes possibly we will win I think win, it's be but, a dog of a game yeah, it's I, think, I think come 85 minutes we are going to be on the edge of our seat whether that means we're chasing a goal to win or we're holding on for one I said 2-1 but like a nervous one, I wouldn't even be shocked mm. if we do. I think it's gonna be a tight game. Yeah, I think they they just that's the game they want, and they tend to get things going their way. Brentford, I do think Liverpool will win, but I think it's gonna be hard. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I think it's it's one of them games where I think if it's sort of one-one on sixty, I'm a little worried. Like as in nervous kind of thing, and and similarly, I, I could see it being that like we go two 0 up. And then they score on 75 and you're a bit like, right, just I don't care who you put on the pitch, Jürgen. Just put as many big lads on behind the ball as possible. Bombs away, he's coming yeah. in. Uh, yeah, I think we've just got to win. <laughs> I just can't be bothered with the first half where we look terrible and hang on a bit and then we think just praying for the half-time whistle for, for Klopp to come and just have a way with them. Hopefully we can just start again well for once. Do you think we should just tell them? It's half-time. Half-time. <laughs> just whatever you do at half-time, just do that yeah, before the game. Yeah. Have some oranges. Game, yeah, before. Have some oranges or and just do whatever it takes, yeah, because we seem yeah. to be a much better player. Yeah, Very quickly, by the way, Dogo Jota just been named player of the month for January in the Premier League, so... Uh, good luck to, congratulations to Diogo on that one maybe that uh, it's his FIFA card sort of didn't he yeah. he'll, be, he'll, he'll have himself <laughs> in his FIFA he's sure he has as well that's probably what he's doing right now setting that up right guys thanks so much for joining us <laughs> for you. this one if you want even more Red Men content in and around the Brentford game yeah, come and join us on Saturday morning for the watch long yes we'll be live at quarter past 11 that's so early UK <laughs> time for the uncensored match build up as the team news, team news is announced and then from 12.15 onwards with the watch along so yeah come and join us for all of that amazing stuff. And yeah, we'll see you all on Saturday. See you in a bit. Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now. And we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops. If we're stopping to get gas, you will be timed. Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have like, you know, a healthy fear of Real extreme darkness. <laughs> a lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, yeah, you, you were different. And so much more. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Acast powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. On Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com.